Now, I'm not gonna lie, this economy and what's happening right now in the market is very confusing. Even for someone like me who's been in this market, who's bought property, looked at economics for a long time, it's very confusing because nothing really makes sense. And that's why I wanted to make this video is that if you feel like you're you know, sort of getting analysis paralysis, you feel like you're getting confused, well, you're not alone because the amount of emails I get, the amount of conversations I have, trust me, some people think the market's gonna go absolutely ballistic everywhere. And then there's others that think we're gonna have a collapse of about 30 or 40 Let's try and make some meaning of it in this video. If you're interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now, one thing we need to get right is that when we are investing, whether it's real estate, whether it's anything else, we need to keep logic away from the emotions and it's very hard to do. Like if I'm talking to you right now and saying, look, it's very easy. You can go ahead and purchase property and just look at the numbers and that's it. It's very difficult because your own money that you've earned, you've worked hard for, you actually value. So there's emotions attached every every step of the way. And I'm the same, even after having purchased as many as I have, the emotions still play a part. Now, yes, granted, they're a lot less now than they were when I bought my first property, but I still feel it as well. But apart from the emotions getting the better of us, we also were trying to make meaning of something that doesn't really make sense at the moment. So let's go through a couple of factors that are playing a major part in the real estate housing market right now, and how this could actually play out in terms of a scenario or a couple of scenarios as a result of this. I'm gonna try and keep this as balanced as possible, so let's jump in. Now, first up is rent. We know that rents are going parabolic at the moment and is mainly driven by the fact that we've got vacancy rates in Australia at the lowest they've pretty much ever been. And that means that there's not enough properties out there for the people that want to tenant out those properties. Now you could just go, well, is that because interest rates went up or is that because investors are coming into the market, taking up everything? Well, let's break it down. Before we jump into that, we need to understand what's happened over the last three to five years. What we've seen is record number of construction approvals over the last couple of years, mainly driven by the stimulus and all the incentives that the government had brought in. So you had like the home builder package and these schemes that came in to, you know, pretty much incentivize people to build homes. Now, some people will say that was a great thing and others would say that was the dumbest thing ever. Now, this video is on this channel from 2020. In the depth of the pandemic where everyone was doom and gloom, the articles were coming out and I said, look, I do think that personally the market should fall. I don't think we should insulate the market. I think the housing market should correct. This is the perfect time for the reset. That's basically what I said in video. But I also said, look, Look, based on the track record that the Australian government has, it doesn't look likely that they're gonna go down that path. Especially with so much volatility, people losing their homes, I don't think they're gonna pull the plug. And what they did was the exact opposite. They said, hey, maybe you're gonna lose your job, so there's a thing called mortgage freeze, and we're basically not gonna get you to pay any interest for the next six months. And yeah, we'll add it on later, but we're not really gonna emphasize on that. We're just gonna say it's a mortgage freeze. And you had your repayments paused for a period of six or 12 months. Now, could we see something similar to that now? Well, I don't really know how the banks are gonna operate at that point because interest rates are so much higher. So the cost of everything is a lot higher when you're trying to service that debt. Back then, we had rates starting to cut and they were cutting fast. We've got the opposite happening right now. So the main point I'm trying to make here is that construction was going up. So how only after a couple of years can we find ourselves in a position where we've got a rental crisis? There's not enough homes. People can't buy anything because there's no listings. And then when you go out to rent something, there's nothing to rent in the suburb. How do we land here? And it ties in to interest rates and how affordability is actually falling. So despite the fact that 
Sydney and Melbourne have recorded, you know, in some cases, double digit falls, which in turn should have really excited first home buyers because they were like, hey, it's now cheaper to buy, let's go buy a house. But what they didn't realize was at the same time, we've got interest rates going up. So it was actually more affordable when we were at the peak of prices a couple of years ago versus right now where we've seen prices drop, but because interest rates have gone up, we've got affordability in this country at one of its lowest points. This means that even if people want to buy, they're priced out, not because the price of the property is so high, it's because the interest rates or the repayments on the actual loan to buy that property are so high. So yes, of course, if the property prices drop by 40%, then your loan is not gonna be as big as it would be if it didn't drop by 40%. But what I'm saying here is that the repayments have gone up so much that you can't even go to a bank and borrow the amount that you want to purchase something. Now, as a result of people having less of an appetite to borrow, you've also got some people that just simply can't borrow. And on the flip side, you've also got construction costs still remaining high because building materials are still very expensive. And then on top of all of that, you've got the labor shortage. So you've got building companies that aren't able to find tradies and construction workers to actually go and build these homes. So the price to actually build a home has significantly increased and the time it takes to actually get that house up has also increased. We've had all this money injected into the economy to build all these houses. The approvals were coming through. Then you rug pull them and you go, well, interest rates aren't going up till 2024, uh, uh, Philip Lowe. And then you go, okay, but now the interest rates are going up. They're going up faster than we've ever seen before. And there's no actual sign of slowing down because we thought inflation was coming down. It's actually not. And now interest rates are going all the way up to like 7%. So if someone got the approval, they're pretty much like, well, I still can't build because I can't get the construction loan. And even if I did, I don't know what the interest rates will be when it comes time to actually settle, which means I don't know if I can make the repayments on the house. So you can see how there's that volatility around constructing a home and to purchase like a home and land package. If you are interested in my thoughts around off the plan properties and house and land packages, definitely go check out this video. I promise you, you are going to learn something that you probably haven't known already. So that's on the local side of things. You've got construction that was there, but not really there now. We don't have enough homes. So what would the Australian government do? Surely they're not going to say, let's increase the amount of immigration we get into this country and have all of these people come in while we know the people here in Australia are already getting screwed over because the rents are going up and the repayments are going up. Surely they wouldn't do that. Yeah, they did it. <sighs> We've got visa approvals at almost record levels. We've got migrants coming into this country at record levels. And again, I can see why they're doing it. But the reality is that you haven't really fixed a problem. What you're about to do is you're going to compound the problem and in line with rents going up because most migrants migrants that come to the country are going to rent, you're worsening the situation when it comes to the rental crisis. So when you calculate inflation, you calculate it with one of the metrics being rent. So as long as rent keeps going up, you should technically see inflation still remain high. And if inflation still remains high, then you've got to still have interest rates go up. And if interest rates go up, people aren't borrowing as much because they can't and they can't build new homes, which means again, we're in a position where the population of Australia is going up and it has been going up for a long period of time, but you also have a supply crunch. We simply do not have enough houses. It doesn't matter what articles you read, they don't focus on how we don't have enough housing. And when it comes to housing, you've got to think about supply and demand. Right now, if I was to put this simply, I know I've gone around and I've blasted all my thoughts here. So if you're confused, wait for this. You know that demand is going up because people are coming into this country and at some point, yeah, some of them are just going to rent, but at some point they're going to want to buy and there's not enough homes to buy and there's not enough homes to rent. Equally, you look at incoming supply and there's not enough of that coming through. And even if you get something approved today, it's still gonna have a longer lag period than we've had ever before because you've got labor shortages and building materials are so high. What exactly is the solution here? Now, I'm not really sure. So if you were sort of wondering if I had the answers, I don't. What I do focus on is 
data and I've got a research team here to look at that data with me to make trends, to make meaning of all of this. And what we know is that the whole game for us when it comes to real estate, when it comes to building our wealth is that we're using it just as an asset class to continue building our wealth. It's why I personally am still buying property. So despite the fact that we've got interest rates going up, this is why it's so important that when I made those videos a couple of years ago saying, hey, cash flow is important, so is capital growth, but you need cash flow. I was getting trolled because they were like, well, you're buying real estate for cash flow, you're doing it wrong, you need capital growth. And I understand that. That's why you need a balance of both. But when you have a situation like this where the interest rates do go up, the cash flow keeps you in the game. It means if you lost your job during the pandemic, you were still able to hold the property. In fact, profit from the property to pay for your weekly expenses. Now you're in a position where you're probably slightly negative or neutral if you bought the right asset. That allows you to hold these properties during difficult times. What I know for sure is that inflation is not going to be as sticky as they make it out to be. Yes, it's been around for a bit longer than what they suggested it would be. Now they're going and flipping it and saying, oh, we're going to go complete bear here and say inflation is here to stay. We're jacking up interest rates as much as we can. And that's pretty much what they have to do because people are now going, I'm calling your bluff. I think you're going to have to drop interest rates and I think inflation is going to calm down. And a large portion of that is mainly due to the words that these central bankers are using. They're going out there and saying, oh, it's yeah, we're going to land a soft landing and it's going to be completely fine. But you can't expect people to stop spending their money if you're going to have wording like that. Now, there's a few things that are starting to change. Retail spending's lower. You've got unemployment starting to tick up. So things are turning, but a lot slower than most expected, including myself. When you have leading economists like Peter Tulip, who's a leading housing expert, coming out and saying interest rates are going to stop new homes and apartments being built. The number has already been falling for the last 18 months. He also goes on to agree that as the rental pressure is there, it's going to play into the narrative of inflation. So unless everything else in the economy starts dropping, you're going to have inflation start pushing through just because of the rental crisis. I personally believe it's a matter of time before they have to pause and start cutting rates. I feel like they're just copying whatever anyone else does so they don't go against the grain. But what we are seeing is that once those interest rates fall and you still have rents as high as they are, people who own good quality assets are going to profit from the fact that they're going to have higher cash flows. And if they position themselves well, they'll have enough equity to be able to go and purchase multiple properties. Unfortunately, this whole game of a recession and economic downturns is to minimize that middle class, is have that wealth transfer towards the rich, the ones who own the assets. It's why I bring out these videos. And although we're on the track to hitting 50,000 subscribers on the channel, which again, I'm super grateful for, a bunch of you nerds out there, come on. But I really don't have the reach of someone like a Channel 9 News. So unfortunately, these are the videos we have. If we want to share them and we want to get the right positive message out there, then we surely should. Because if you go out there and listen to the negative news, you're only going to stay negative. And when things flip around, trust me, the journos are going to be all over it faster than you will be able to adapt. And that's the whole idea behind what the media does around who owns it, why they say particular things. But again, we're not a conspiracy channel here. No, no. Not. I hope you guys have enjoyed this video. I know it's a bit of rambling around my thoughts, but it is very confusing. So if you're out there and you're getting confused, I empathize with you. You're not alone. There are other people out there as well. I try and make meaning of this every single day. We try and do it with the team. If you're interested in our services, you'll find a link in the description below to the website. If you have enjoyed this, smash that like button and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.